from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Cleveland! Cleveland is a city of champions once again. This is the Panel Scanners Podcast since 2012. about our uh, favorite moments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And actually, instead of moments this time, we're just going to jump in and talk about our favorite movies. So, you know what, Tim? How about you start us off on this one? Because I feel like I can't stop talking. <laughs> I, again, I felt, again, I felt this was almost an impossible task. I was like, boy, I really like that movie. I really like that movie. Because, like, they're good. Yeah, it's so... Ask me on a different day, I'd give you a different answer. I agree completely. But here we go. Um, my number three, which I couldn't believe it was my number three, is Guardians of the Galaxy. This was a movie that I had zero interest in. I had zero interest in them when they were comic uh, characters. Um, I don't like the far. I never liked the far out space thing. But and when I first saw this movie, I, the, my big regret with this movie is that I didn't see it in a theater. Um, I saw it on video um, and or DVD or whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the picture. Um, on and, a screen in your house. And I fell asleep during oh, it. Oh no! It was ter- and then all of a sudden it was on a few more times, and I caught some other scenes, and I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm going, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then you know another day, a couple more scenes, and then I'm like, all right, I got to watch this straight yeah. through. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's fantastic, it man. Is inc- Incredible! It is his. It's like again the, the things that I love in movies. Um, action has a lot of heart. It's um, funny Star Wars. Fun, yes, funny Star Wars. But in, in like Darren said, I liked it when it was Star Wars. But there's a lot of movies yeah. over the course of time that have ripped off Star Wars mm-hmm. that don't work. And boy, does this <laughs> it work. works! So it well. works really well. Our former co-host used to tell me, "You're not. You're wrong about that. It. it has nothing to do with Star Wars." I'm like, "Whatever." It is exactly the same thing. <laughs> it, the, it's, I like the movie. Just it's, fine. It's, yeah, it's great. Probably the best ripoff of Star <laughs> I, Wars. I, I, think I, said, they had, I did yeah. see that on uh, one of our podcasts, and I said it's either the fifth best Star Wars movie I've ever seen, or the third best Marvel movie I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Which there I put my yeah. third best Marvel. Uh, my number two is the Avengers, the first Avengers okay. movie. Okay. I mean, come on, this. This was a movie that should not have worked. It, too many heroes. Too many. Too many heroes. heroes. They. This was the movie that they were building towards from from that first Iron Man movie, and you were yeah. Too many heroes. It's not going to work. But man, they balanced the characters again. Boy, I, I feel like a broken record. Heart, humor, mm-hmm. action, you know. The Marvel formula that yeah, is working, yeah. The, the Superman the movie formula? Yeah. Perfect. It, it, boy, what a joy that movie is. It's, it's great. It really is. And my number one is the first Iron Man movie. Good, um, yeah. The, and the reason for that, Iron Man, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, that is the first comic that I started collecting. Really? Yes. I did not know this. It was Iron Man. Um, I, I want to say it was issue 127. And my buddy next door um, collected comics. He's like, you got to check out this 
comic. All right, and, and I read it. It was all Tony Stark. There was no Iron Man in it. He was captured by Justin Hammer. And it, wow. But it was really, it was really good. So I, I started collecting. I had a even as a kid, I had, they made an Iron Man Mego. Uh, yeah. I had that. I really liked it. Um, so he held a very dear place in my heart because that's what got me going in comics. And when I heard that they were doing the movie, I'm like. How are they going to do that movie? There's no way you can do a suit of armor and make it look cool and, and move the way it needs yeah. to move. And then, they, and then, and I then saw someone it. reminded Tim that there are computers. You, wait, you know, it wasn't... But even that, like, it didn't look bad, right? right. No, and I remember seeing, at the time... Seeing, well, that was always a concern, right? It's yeah. Like, they it's going to look too computer animated, right. and it just it doesn't. They showed... Because so, they built an actual suit, and they showed some... Um, scenes of like a stunt guy in this suit. I just saw still photos. I'm like, how are they going to make that move? How, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And boy, did it work. Yeah, and it, right. it, it just exploded. And, you know, the this heartwarming story of this jerk mm-hmm. that grows into a superhero jerk. It was, it was great. Um, there's another fantastic part of that film that I think really feeds into the whole like suit and it working right. Mm -hmm. And that's when Tony Stark is building the upgraded version and he's trying to learn how to use the propulsions properly. That scene of him trying to fly and just not doing it. Just, it's so, it's so good. It's perfect. And it just showed me that Robert Downey Jr. was like made to be Tony Stark. Yes. And you know, the thing I love about that film was you were, you were led to believe that, you know, here we are again, there is Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and then there is Iron Man, and there's duality. And then you realize, no, there is no Iron Man. Iron Man is Tony Stark, but there are two Tony Starks. There is the Tony Stark that only a very few people he'll let see, and then there's the public persona of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So there really, it isn't an Iron Man, which I thought, now that's a novel approach. There is no Iron Man. It's so good. He is Iron Man, it's but Iron so Man is good. nothing. Yeah, I... Boy, I I still really enjoy that because you were kind of on the journey. You were on the journey with them. Yeah, you, you really felt like I said. I love an origin story. This was a really good origin. story. And it was story. one we hadn't seen on film yeah. before. Yeah, it's almost a carbon copy of Superman the movie. Yeah, too. you're it not. Really you're is. You're not kidding. And then the the thing again. You mentioned uh, in the uh, earlier podcast is one of your favorite scenes at the end of the movie. The extra scene. With Nick Fury, uh, yeah, Darren was talking about that um, coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, the Avengers Initiative, d- yeah, right? the yeah, hinting that this is gonna turn that this could expand into be something else. I'm like, get out of here! I mean, that just the excitement of that was fantastic. It, it and it was amazing to me because, like I said, the, here you, you are, you're taking Mar- one of Marvel's B characters. Probably C characters, and you made him an A character. Now he's a he's an A character. Oh, yeah. oh he is in the comics for sure yeah. at this point too. I again. would even say not just Marvel. I think he's top five overall at this yeah. point. No, it, like I said, it was the one that started it all, and I didn't think that they were going to be able to do it, and they knocked it out of the park. I agree. Mm-hmm. Phil, I, I believe I've made a producer error here, uh, and I have you going next, but I. Okay. Definitely feel as though you should be wrapping this sucker up. All right, up. go for it. So why don't you let me go next? Because yeah. I think you deserve to go last here. Um, all right, so my honorable mentions, number three, is the Avengers. And that is exactly what I expect in terms of tone and fun from a superhero film. Um, my number two is Spider-Man Homecoming. 
the best Spider-Man since the first. Fantastic. Absolutely. So I love it. It's, um, I'm even willing to, like, you know, I don't want to say ignore the whole suit lady talking to him. It doesn't bother me as much. I did, did I, I thought that was kind of endearing. I, I thought I thought it was a good way to yeah. bring it in. Yeah. Any guesses at my what my number one is? No, I don't have a clue. Yes, I do. Ant Man. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Ant Man is my favorite Marvel movie. It's a heist film. I love heist films. Heist <laughs> films are super fun. The the whole you know the plans. The we, here's what we got to do. Here's how it's gonna go wrong. Now we got to figure things Baskin out. Baskin Robbins. Feet. It's uh, great. Baskin Robbins always so, finds out. <laughs> it's great. Um, and at times, it was really easy to forget that you were watching an MCU film. Yeah. Um, of, of, of all the unlikely casting choices to be a superhero, Paul Rudd's got to be near the top of the list right there with Robert Downey Jr. Um, I, this, from front to back, this was so charming, so fun. So easy to sit there and smile. Uh, I happened to be in California when the movie was released. I got to see they turned A Bug's Life into Ant-Man That's land so for cool. a while. Oh, so wow. I saw the suit. The suit looked amazing because they had it there, the real one that they used for the film. It looked amazing. Everything about this felt right. As I mentioned in our last episode, the jokes landed. All of the jokes landed. Especially Thomas the Train Engine. <laughs> it's, so um, great. it's such a fun movie to watch. I, I it, and it's, you know, as a father of very young children, it's one of those I'm, I have no trouble sitting down. You know, my kids in front of like even with Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America, nine tenths of that movie, no problem. Towards the end of that movie, Ooh, gets, people getting shot in the yeah, head and stuff rough, like that. Yeah. They get a little bit of problem there. Um, so this is a great film. I, I love Ant Man and it. All three of those, the Avengers, Spider-Man, Homecoming, and Ant-Man, just seem to you know, hit every, the, the right tone for what you want out of a comic mm-hmm. book film. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because in earlier this month, we did our Superman special in which I lamented the fact that Superman is always trying to be reinvented to make him more edgy. And a lot of these superhero Marvel films, they seem to take more of the Superman tone than the edgy Marvel tone. You're not kidding. So, I mean, and that seems to what makes them work. So, I don't know. I mean, an Ant-Man, I think, exemplifies the best of what those films yeah. are. And here's Marvel again, taking a character, or a B character, a C character, and elevating they it. They just keep doing it. Yeah. They are making these movies about characters that I had zero interest as a kid, um, you know, reading about. And I'm just like, yeah, they're making this movie all right. And they're great. Yeah, they're it's, great. I mean, you know, I've a, I'm a comic book fan, but I've always given them a, Superman as my favorite character, Batman behind him. I've always, I guess, drifted towards DC, but I've always appreciated Marvel. Yeah. And, and Marvel always, to me, was like, okay, uh, I'm kind of done with uh, the Green Lantern Corps and all the rules and regulations. I need an X-Men book. Um, and to see that... <laughs> There's no limit at this point. Whatever they bring out next, you're like, great, sign me up, I'm in. Yeah, they could be like, we're making a Domino movie. Like, cool, yeah. let's watch it. Let's see what uh, they do. They more than earn. They've earned my trust over and over and over. Yeah, um, they could absorb a miss at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yes. They, yes, could. they, they could. They could. They could. They really could. DC is like, oh god, <laughs> not another. Aquaman better be good. <laughs> 
holy crap, we we got it all right on Aquaman, everybody. Which they already fumbled by yeah. people are saying, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? And the, the director's already uh, taking the hit, saying, oh, that's my fault. Sorry. You know. Yeah, oh, we've man. seen the, the footage. Yeah. Um, turns out uh, we forgot to pour water on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not get, let's not get into DC oh, fashion yeah, here. Let's, let's talk keep, about Let's this. keep this going. That's a yeah. podcast in of itself. Yeah. Everything, what is your least favorite? Mo- oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Phil, yeah, so I am really this, excited to hear what you got. This was insanely hard for me. Um, there are so many that that I, I wanted to do. I mean, obviously the things that were the freshest on my mind with Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok with just, I again, just it, continue to be yeah, floored. It was hard for me I to circled, put those down. I circled around the idea of Doctor Strange because that was another one of those movies that I was like, uh, it's Doctor Strange. Yeah, the Jason Aaron run has been so good at the time. And I was like, but is the movie going to do it? And then, boom, it was just this thing. And doing the multiverse the way that they did it, just, ugh. But <laughs> I decided to go with... His for, facial expression. Yeah. Why would need to evolve in yeah, the yeah. podcast? Um, <laughs> so I, I went with two, for my honorable mentions, that were just things that floored me at the time as things that were more than I expected, and then my my pick I'll explain. So my first honorable mention is the same as uh, Tim's, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was reading Guardians at the time. Bendis was writing it. Um, I really got into Peter Quill. I like the idea of Rocket Raccoon. I like Drax. I like Gamora. I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is a good group. How are they going to do Groot right? And then this Star Wars movie that was making me almost crying laughing that culminates into a dance fight scene <laughs> dance at off, the end. Bro. I, I don't I don't remember before that the last time I walked out of a movie in that good of a mood. I didn't just love the movie. I was elevated. My um, my actual feelings as a human being when I walked out of the movie, I was happier th- when I walked out overall than I was when I walked in. And I was excited yeah. to see the thing. You're right. So it, it did. It surprised me. It was just this fantastic sci-fi thriller that was still a comic book movie. And it just so, so happy about it. Number two is Darren's number one, Ant-Man. Like I said, the first two were surprises. Because Ant-Man, again, I was like, ooh, Ant-Man. Right. This has no right right whatsoever being a good movie. I'm like, okay, superhero that's been written out of the Avengers, what are we going to do with Hank Pym here? Oh, wait, Hank Pym is in the lead? Oh, it's Scott Lang? Oh, God, it's Paul Rudd. It's Scott Lang. This might be good. And then we get into this movie, and it's like, I'm a thief. Like, oh, God, this is a heist film. Next thing you know, you're rooting for Paul Rudd, and then they end up fighting on a train set. And it's just so good. Everything about it made me excited, and it was the same type of feeling with Guardians that, granted, I think Guardians still left me in a better, like, overall, like, mood when I walked out. But I, I walked out of am and like, was that, did I seriously just watch that? Right. Was that really a thing that exists in the world now? There's this great heist comedy Marvel movie. So the first two were kind of comedies in my because again Guardians, easily easily a comedy. The first one more so than the second one. Sure. Um, plus just some of the fantastic scenes like the escape from jail with Rocket. My gosh, so incredible. fantastic! And then and then Ant Man again. It was more funny than action, and it was done well. But you still had those pulling at the heartstrings yeah. moments with Scott and his kid and and his wife just his ex wife not wanting him around and the new dad and. Just so good. But my number one in my pick was the thing that I think I've, I've already mentioned has solidified my whole positive feelings about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is the Avengers. Yeah. And it was because 
and I'm not saying that Avengers is the best Marvel movie. It's not. Agreed. It's not. But it proved to me that their formula was working, that they understood what was going on, and that they would not lose their own characters within the movies because they'd established them so much already that there was no need to. And I, they continue that with the second Avengers movie, even though they added you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision, they didn't make them big enough characters for them to matter. They did a nice job of parceling in these characters. And that's what they did with their first Avengers as well. We had already met Hawkeye through kind of tangential things with like Thor, um, him being in there and almost like hunting down Thor and all these other like small moments with him that led up to that movie. Okay, he's established. Scarlet uh, Witch, we already found out all the things that are, sorry, Black Widow, not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow, we had already been introduced to previously through the Iron Man films. Yep. We already knew the big people, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk again through a character who was not played originally by him, but they introduced him well into it. And they built this beautiful team of people that didn't really trust each other. And they kind of gained their friendship in the movie because that's what that movie was about. Them learning how to trust each other more than us trying to figure out who they were as superheroes. And that's what they did right in that movie. And again, not the best Marvel movie. I think actually after Avengers, the Marvel movies just kept getting better. Agreed. That was the turning point that you're like, okay, now what? Cause that movie was great when you walked out, but you're like, how can they top that? And then they just keep throwing these good movies at you. Iron Man 3, a little bit of a flop afterward, but still a very watchable movie. Yes. And that's the feeling of these films. They just kind of build on each other. And I think Avengers really, really exemplifies that idea. This, this is what we're going for. Oh, and by the way, if you watch until the end of the credits, here's Thanos. Don't worry, he's going to be coming here in a few years. Yeah, think about that. Years away. We saw him such a long time ago. They were setting this up forever. And it's... Oh, boy. And and that's the thing, too. If you watch these films, I mean, starting with Avengers, the trickle-down of the Infinity Gems. Yeah. And they're all there now. And it's just... We're just ready. We're ready for this movie that's coming at the end of the month. And Avengers is really... Was really it. Like, it was the thing tilting us in the direction that was, hey, by the way, this sweet thing that we've been building to... There's a lot more coming. Get ready. And I've not been let down yet. I'm so in love with this stuff. So, obviously, you're, you're really pumped up for the next Avengers film. Yes. That's Avengers 3. Um, yes. When does 4 come out? Did they shoot these simultaneously? No, they didn't. They, so that is- was the original plan, is that they were going to make uh, Infinity War a two-parter, and they decided not to. And I, I, I have a theory as to why they're doing that. There is going to be a transition of the Marvel Cinematic Universe where our current lead superheroes um stuff's going to happen to them in this movie Do we're not going to have cap anymore i i i'm saying without knowing any spoilers cap is not going to make it through the movie mostly because his contract's up and so, he doesn't want to keep being in my, so is there is there going to be an avengers 4 is one of them yes there is, is it already announced yes yes but we're okay. going to be looking so there's no part two to this the one that's well coming. i don't know it's I, not part I, know, I, I know that they said that originally but there's some rumblings that it Kind of is going to be. But I mean, all of them, you can say, are continuations of Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. So but it's not going to be Infinity War Part 2. My daughter, just, she, uh, yeah, it was yesterday, as a matter of fact, she showed me someone posted online a spreadsheet of the Avengers and the characters and their likelihood of making it through oh, the yeah. movie. So Cap won't. I, I guarantee yeah. you Cap will not make it through the movie. I would be very surprised if he did. So this is Avengers, the Affinity... War. war, yes. All right, and uh, this is based on a comic series. Um, 
loosely um, based on the Infinity Gauntlet. So the gauntlet would be the glove. It is the glove that contains the Infinity Stones. Okay. Yes. Um, which is actually what my retro review is for uh, today's show. I had um, a suspicion that might be the case. Yeah, it needed to be. Um, honestly, for a mix of reasons, last time I talked to someone about this, I'm not saying who, um, I didn't get a very clear transition of it. Um, and honestly, I haven't read it since maybe 2001. It's been a long when time. When did it come out? 1991. Okay. Um, and I remembered it totally differently than it was. So, first, 1991, uh, it ran from July to December. Jim Starlin wrote it. Oh, Pencils wow. by George Perez. Oh, man. And Ron Lim. It's beautiful. It is a pretty, pretty book. Um, My selection for favorite artists. Yeah, he's, and there's good reason. Like, this is yeah. great artwork. So, basically, the foundation of the Infinity Gauntlet, if you follow, even if you've been watching these Marvel Cinematic Universe things you know that thanos is all about trying to get those infinity stones that's that's what's happening that's what he's going for the interesting about infinity gauntlet that i didn't know before i jumped into this or i didn't remember is thanos already had the infinity gauntlet at the beginning of this piece first issue already wearing it already hanging out with death and mephisto uh the devil um if you don't know anything about thanos thanos is whole point of existing when he becomes kind of big in the Marvel universe, comic book universe is he is trying to cause as much death as possible to appease the woman that he is in love with, which is death. Like the actual concept of death. Um, so he initially convinces death that the way for him to help appease her is for her to help him get the infinity gauntlet. So he basically plays her to become the most powerful being in the universe. So death helps him get it, and then she starts kind of giving him the cold shoulder. That is where we start. Death is giving Thanos the cold shoulder, and he doesn't understand why, and all he wants to do is appease her because he's in love with her. Mephisto is whispering a bunch of BS in Thanos' ear because it's Mephisto, and he likes causing problems. So this is going on off-planet. During this time, Doctor Strange is kind of hanging out, being Doctor Strange, like, yeah, what's up? And the Silver Surfer bursts through the top of his house. Um, the, you know, Sorcerer Sanctum. And Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctum Sanctorum. So um, Doctor Strange like, hey, Silver Surfer, something's up because you look beat up. Of course, I'm paraphrasing here. And the Surfer's like, Thanos, bad things, look out, need to fix before death. And Doctor Strange goes, okay. And Silver Surfer's like, we need to get everybody together. So they kind of gather the Avengers um, and anybody else who's on planet. While this is going on, basically the conversation between Thanos and Death and Mephisto is, Death is mad at you because the balance between the people alive in the world versus the people dead in the world um, just doesn't work. And there's about twice as many people alive as there should be. So Thanos goes, okay, clicks his fingers because he has the Infinity Gauntlet, and half of the people in the universe vanish. That includes superheroes, that includes all kinds of stuff. Um, so, of course, some of the Avengers that are gathered, they go, poop and they're gone. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, that's no good. So, Silver Surfer's like, okay, so we need to go a little bit above this. You know who knows a lot about <laughs> the Infinity Stones? This dude named Adam Warlock, who actually lived in the Soul Gem for a while. So, he goes in, um, and they, they reacquire Adam Warlock, and for the life of me, I can't remember now how they get him back, because he was dead previously. He had been in the Soul Gem. This is the this is the confusing bit, um, but Adam Warlock ends up getting put in, and Adam Warlock goes the only way we can actually beat Thanos, is if we get some of the galactic people on our side. So like Eternity, the Watcher, 
um, love and hate. Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the the Galactics, uh, the Eternals. Anybody out there now? I didn't follow any of that. Okay, so um, so they they start gathering that Warlock and Silver Surfer while on Earth the Avengers are gathering and trying to figure out what they're doing. In the meantime, Thanos is just kind of showing off his power to death first hey look look at my daughter nebula clicks his fingers and she's like a zombie okay cool whatever then he sees death is still ignoring him while the avengers are still gathering together so he creates someone to love him unconditionally which is basically like a female clone of himself that he starts making out with and he keeps looking at death and death is like doesn't care whatever um thanos's brother eros shows up to try to talk Thanos out of being Thanos um, and he ends up stealing his mouth from him so he's unable to talk and he just lays down on the steps and can't do anything basically all this chaos is going on finally the Avengers get there this is issue four out of the six so the first three is just set up the Avengers are getting together Thanos showing his power showing the infinity gauntlet showing how great this thing is and how unstoppable he is and they fight and lots of crazy stuff happens he starts killing Avengers um, kills Spider-Man kills Thor, kills a lot of people. Um, and he realizes that he's basically unstoppable. And he realizes that he may as well just be a god. So he sits down and using the Infinity Gauntlet, removes his soul from his own body and becomes a celestial being himself. Well, of course, that leaves his body behind, leaving the Infinity Gauntlet unguarded. His daughter Nebula grabs it, becomes her normal self again instead of the zombie version of herself. And then she starts fighting the Avengers. Big battle, big battle, big battle. Adam Warlock ends up um, getting her knocked down because they convince her to reverse everything that has been done so far. That way all the Avengers come back. Not thinking when she does that, she reverses herself to her zombie form and falls to the ground. Adam Warlock gets the Infinity Gauntlet. All is done. Because they also, at some point, got Thanos on their side because, hey, your daughter's doing all this thing, so help us beat her. So it's just a bunch of chaos. It's a bunch of craziness. It's a bunch of Thanos having way too much power, his daughter having way too much power, and basically the Avengers realizing that they stand no chance against Thanos. They actually say multiple times during it that they've actually never beaten him. The only reason they've ever beaten him in the past is because he wants to be beaten. And again, it kind of shows it in there when he gives up and helps them to beat his daughter so that she isn't all-powerful. And Adam Warlock ends up getting the Infinity Gauntlet, fixes everything, and just kind of goes off. Hmm. And that's the Infinity Gauntlet. Jeez. We would assume that the upcoming movie is not necessarily following that particular story. I would assume not. It's hard to say. I mean, Nebula does exist in the cinematic universe. Adam Warlock was revealed in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, all the gems are there. We saw the gauntlet in Thor Ragnarok. Yep. So who knows? Who knows how it's going to play out? We have not been introduced to death, but we also haven't been introduced to Thanos a lot. Is this, this is why I've heard a lot of people speculate that they're going to introduce Sil- Silver Surfer in this film. It, it, Can they? I Isn't don't know. They got Spider-Man. I mean, I'm sure they could No, out. he's not technically a... But you'd think we would have heard about he that was in the fantastic. He was in the he Fantastic He was in the Fantastic Four. Four movie, but technically, he's still a Marvel property. So, I don't know the legality of it. Yeah, I'm we'll, not sure. We'll find out. It's kind of the, I think it's the same wiggle room as uh, Silver Surfer, not Silver Surfer, um, Quicksilver, where technically, 
you can argue it either way. And if it hasn't been uh, used within a certain amount you. of time, they can use it. And I think that, it, but I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see Silver Surfer. Um, I actually hope they don't because we're going to likely see Captain Marvel and at least one other superhero okay. appear um, in that movie that we're not there before. So I've heard that Captain Marvel isn't going to be in this. I, I, would be, I don't know if I they're trying be, to throw us I would be hard-pressed not to. You know what I'm to. saying? Um, but maybe not. I don't know. I've seen I've seen some shots of Captain Marvel being filmed currently. I did too, um, and they they claim that she's being cut, but they could be throwing us off the scent. Just like um, I, what's his face, um, Captain America, who plays Captain America, said Chris he, Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans mm-hmm. said he's going to be done after the fourth Avengers movie. He may just be saying that you know to throw everyone off. Yeah, that he could be checking out in this. Yeah, so who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of speculation. Um, I have heard that we're going to get the first part of the movie is going to be more dealing with Thanos, like what's going on with him. I heard that he's supposed to be the main character of the movie. Me too, Uh, which would make sense. That way we could get death introduced and Mm -hmm. get some more of the backstory with like Jarax and and Gamora and stuff. Him getting off the toilet and flushing it. Why? Because that's what I've been. That's where he's been the entire time, just sitting on a pot. sitting on the throne. I think. I think that there'll be. All right, may as well do this myself. I think it'll. They'll probably show at the beginning of the film what he's been up to. Not much. <laughs> I think he's been up to something. I do. I think he's been trying to figure out where the stones are for one and two. Probably the whole death thing. Maybe even like destroying Titan or finding his brother. I mean, there's so much stuff that could be happening. Um, but Infinity Gauntlet. Although, the scale of this thing seems yeah, remarkably it's, it's, ambitious, it, even for Marvel. Yeah, well, well they've, the, they, they've done well in the past. The beauty of this is they don't, so little setup needs to be done. Yeah, because every, no. just it, Thanos. Like, that's it. Because like, they've he's been yeah, the focus. They've been hitting it out of the park with the characters. Everyone knows these mm-hmm. characters. They that's don't, a, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So, regardless, Infinity Gauntlet, it, it, give it a read. It's not bad. It, it was actually a good read. I know me talking about it, it sounds crazy. Um, a lot, well, lot happens. What comic book storylines are yeah. not sound crazy? It's, it's six them. issues. Each book's like 40 pages. Right, like, it's not too bad. Superman, but two of them aren't Superman. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So, regardless, give it a go. Um, so I would say this is not necessarily a, a need read before the movie. No, okay. not necessarily. I mean, it, it would be a fun read if you have the time. All right. Let's do one more thing before we close this out. Something we haven't done in a while. Yeah? No? You don't think so? We should save it. All right. We'll save it for next time. We are. All right. Well, regardless, we got an opportunity to talk a little bit about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. and uh, Always fun. It is always fun. And we definitely have lots of things coming. Make sure you see the Avengers. I know I'm dragging my feet. I'm hoping I get to see it before Free Comic Book Day, but who knows? Um, speaking of Free Comic Book Day, the next time you'll hear us, we should be recording live at Carolyn John's again this year. I'm excited Marathon to do so. Recording sessions. We just, uh, and honestly, we just cut SSPS because we're running long. But it feels like that's it's a real good fit for Carolyn John's. Yeah, yeah. Um, stick stuck sick. Stick stuck pick sign. There that's it is. How tired we are. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long night. Um, so regardless, uh, look forward to that. If you are in the Ohio area, go to Carolyn John's a free comic book day or awesome. before then and pick up some comics. There's like 1,800 people there last year. It was, it was insane. So it was great. their biggest turnout ever, and it was cold. It really was. I hope we get a little bit better weather. This we'll time. see. But uh, so yeah, Carolyn John's next month. Thanks for having us back. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. Uh, everybody there is very, very welcoming and very nice. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully the next time we talk about these Marvel movies, we are still as positive, and I'm feeling like we will be. 
Uh, anything. Get it spoiled for you, man. You gotta see it before you I'm going to try know my I best. Won't, I'm going to try my best. Three, so. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that is all from us this this month. Wow. Uh, so until next time, we are the panel scanners and enjoy your comics. <laughs>